I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I think that might be the new intro to our podcast, Sports with Jesus. That little, woo, be careful, headphone users. I'm sorry for ringing your ears. But nonetheless, guys, you know, we are back with another video, guys. Another video? Psych. We're back with another episode on a podcast. I'm talking about video. What am I saying here, man? It's just, uh, that just tells you what kind of, you know, the type of days I've been having, you know, I've been all over the place. But uh, we are back with episode number three, guys. Oh my God, this is the third episode. Like, like yesterday, I, I remember recording the first episode. And now we are at number three. Um, the beginning of the, f the end of the first week for Sports with Jesus. You know, we got three episodes in the week. Um, I know the f the third one was supposed to be aired yesterday, which is Friday. Oh, totally on me, guys. Totally on me. I'll explain why in a bit, but that's totally on me. You know, it's just um, it's tough, man. It's tough. You know, fighting through adversity. But nonetheless, we are back. Um, we are back with sports with Jesus, man, on a Saturday. Um, but we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the games that went on Wednesday night. Um, because I was prepping Thursday night into Friday yesterday about the games that happened on Wednesday. Um, no games happened on Thursday. You know, the Mets and the Yankees were postponed, and uh, the Knicks and the Nets didn't play. They played on Friday. And I will talk about the Friday games on Monday. Uh, they also play on Sunday, too. So I will get those games in, and we'll talk about it on Monday. And the Yankees got a couple games. Mets got a couple games. We'll all talk about it on Monday. But for now, we're going to talk about the games that went on Wednesday. Um, for the Mets, the Yankees, the Nets, you know, and the Knicks. Uh, we also saw a Suns game too. Then the Nuggets. So, uh, you know, we're going to cover base. We're going to cover basketball. We're going to cover baseball. Uh, we're going to cover some UFC. I'm just going to talk about you know the fight today. It's a huge fight today, guys. Huge fight, man. Like. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Um, you know, we're going to do our uh, our last segment. You know, we're going to continue on with the Bible. You know, I, f I, feel if, I feel really good reading it. You know, it's, it's fun. I love the stories. Um, you know, so now I'll tell you why. Um, you know, yesterday, yesterday an episode didn't drop. I'll tell you why. Um, you know, I couldn't do, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't do it. I, I choked. You know, uh, I choked. I I couldn't. My mind was blank, you know, and words weren't coming out. I would play the recording, you know, but there's some profanity in there. So we're going to keep it PG-13. Um, but I don't want to show you guys. You know, I want to show you guys, you know, how I messed up yesterday and how, like, I just couldn't. I just couldn't talk. Um, I was scared. You know, I was scared. But, uh, you know, I was in too deep. You know, I messed up. I was up all night, you know, watching the games the day before. So this is Thursday night going into Friday morning. You know, I had I had I had to do something after work. You know, it took up a little time, so that's why, you know, I was up all night. Um, you know, also Wednesday, you know, Wednesday night when I should have been home watching the games, you know, I was out hanging, I was out late hanging with friends when I should have been home prepping and watching the games for Friday. Um, you know, I got home late. I couldn't find parking. You know, I had to work early and I lost out on some sleep 
and I woke up late for work. Um, you know, I overslept, and uh, you know, it's just been it's just been tough for me to get rest these past couple days, and it's totally my fault. You know, it's totally my fault because of my time management and my priorities. Obviously, you can see since I messed up, you know, I'm not fully committed. I'm not fully committed. I thought I could just, you know, easy. You know, I could just pull all-nighters, you know, like I did in college, you know, for school. Pull all-nighters, staying up all night, doing homework, and then, you know, right after, I just go to class. But this is different. This is different. You know, I'm sharing this with the world. I'm sharing this with the people. I'm sharing this with the Lord. I'm sharing this with everyone, you know? And, uh, you know, you just, I just got to be, I got to be more prepared and I got to be more committed and more locked in, more focused, you know, because, uh, you know, this is, this is bigger than everyone. This is bigger than me. This is bigger than, this is bigger than sports with Jesus, sports with Jesus, man. This is my purpose. And, uh, you know, I got to be, I got to be committed. I got to get my priorities straight and I got to be committed. Um, you know, so I lost some sleep, you know, <clears throat> I lost some sleep and, um, you know, my mind just went completely blank, you know, trying to record. I couldn't think at all. You know, I couldn't think at all. I was also late to work, you know, trying to record and I just couldn't do it. You know, I felt rushed and, um, you can't rush perfection, you know, you cannot rush perfection. So, you know, I just, um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't think at all. I went to late work, you know, and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. You know, another thing that was in my head was I was, I was in my head and, you know, I was also trying to correct, you know, the, uh, the, the eyes, you know, my, you know, while, you know, the noise I make, you know, while I'm thinking, um, you know, I was trying to correct those, but you know, now I don't give a, I don't give uh, F, you know, cause you know, I'm sorry. I give a F, but not right now. I don't give a F, you know, but slowly but surely it's going to get better. It's going to get eliminated out of my vocabulary and we're just going to grow together. We're going to get, we're going to get better. You know, experience is the best teacher. And I was just in my head yesterday trying to correct it, you know, right away and be perfect, but it just didn't work, you know? And, uh, you know, I was overwhelmed and, um, you know, it just it just didn't happen. It did not happen. Um, you know, very poor time management by me and, you know, my priorities. <clears throat> I will be better. I will fully commit. You know, like I said earlier, this is bigger than me, you know. The word has to get out. That the bird is the word. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> but, you know... I won't, I won't let it happen again. You know, I folded under pressure and this has never happened to me. This has never happened to me. My, my mind literally went blank, guys. Like, it, it never happened. You know, I got a lot of stuff in here. So it takes time for me to process, you know, and look through the files in there to, you know, to say what I want to say, you know, because there's a lot of stuff going up here. There's a lot of stuff going on up here, you know, so, um. I won't I won't let it happen again. I'm not going to play the recording, you know, I just couldn't I just can't. I'm not um it's like 3 minutes, but I'm not going to play it. Whatever. 
I just choked, you know. That's basically it. I just choked. Like eight mile, you know. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms spaghetti. That's how I was feeling. Um, but I choked, like I said, literally. But, you know, what I did to recover. What did I do to recover, you know, because I was really down. You know, I was really disappointed in myself. I let you guys down. I let God down. I let myself down. And I let everyone down, you know, because we were supposed to release this episode Friday. Supposed to be Friday and it's Saturday morning. It's Saturday afternoon. But nonetheless, we're doing it. Nonetheless, we're doing it. You know, what I did to recover was, you know, right right after I quit, you know, I, I stopped the recording. Um, I went to work. You know, I went to work because I was late already and, you know, I didn't want to be I didn't want to be later. <laughs> um, so I, ha- I hung out with my friend, you know, take my mind off things and talk, you know, and talk, man. You know, talking is, talk about what happened. You know, it's always good to talk. You know, because if you're not talking, it just stays in there. And, you know, your mind is is just running amok, you know, trying to recover for this. When it's just staying in there and it's not coming out. So it's always good to talk. It's always good to have an ear to listen to. That's very key. You know, some people, you know, you talk to some people and they don't know how to listen. They just talk. They don't know how to listen, and they just talk, and, you know, nothing gets resolved, you know? But it's always good to have someone who's just going to listen. They're not going to say nothing. They're just going to listen. That's very rare to find these days, you know, because everyone's a (laughs) know-it-all. But it's okay. You know, I feel like I'm a good listener. I like listening. Um, But it's always good to have a good listener, an ear to listen to. Which is very key, and you know that helped me, you know, talk about what happened and stuff that was going on, and helped me correct it. You know, I learned about myself. You know, it's crazy how we're still, how I'm still learning about myself. We all learn about ourselves, uh, you know, every single day. But it's crazy how it's an ongoing thing. Um, another thing I did was I watched one of my favorite movies of all time when I got home. You know, I watch one of my favorite movies of all time to gain some motivation and, you know, regroup my mind. And the movie that I saw was Terminator 2, <laughs> Judgment Day, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I freaking love that guy. You know, he's, he's, he's my favorite actor of all time. One of my favorite actors of all time. I always cry at the end of that movie, you know, because he has to... I'm not going to spoil it, but I always cry at the end of that movie. Um... You know, I'll never forget my mother for my birthday. She bought me a DVD copy of Terminator 3, the movie. And I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic. You know, that was one of the greatest birthday gifts of all time. That movie. Mind you, I'm like I'm like seven or eight years old getting this movie. I'm not even supposed to be watching it, man. It's rated R. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. But mommy gave mommy got me the movie and you know that was a great movie. Um, I want to play the theme song, but I don't want to get copyrighted. I was gonna play like you know thirty seconds or like maybe like twenty seconds or ten seconds, but I read on I googled it up. You know how long can I play a song before getting copyrighted? And they said don't play it at all. <laughs> 
So we're not going to play it, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, if you want to know the name of the song, it's called it's called um, Terminator 2. Uh, no, it's called Main Title Terminator 2 Theme Song. Oh, I almost played it. I, I tapped it by mistake and I almost played it. Uh-oh. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. Another song that I was listening to yesterday, music plays a huge part. Plays a huge part in my, uh, you know, I can't go a day without listening to music. When I was a younger, when I was younger, I hated it. I hated music. You know, I hated cleaning to music. I hated, you know, music. But, you know, I love music. I love it. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not listening to music or singing a song in my head or singing a song. It's just, uh, it's, it's beautiful. You know, music is beautiful. So a song that I was listening to yesterday was Tu Secreto by Elvis Martinez. Oh my God, I was burning that song yesterday. Mi amor, yo me muero por ti. Si tú no me quieres a mí. Woo! Yo, chill. Don't get me started with the vocals, man. Don't don't make me become a singer. Maybe I'll do that, you know, after the podcast blows up. But <laughs> let's focus on the podcast for now. Let's get back into it, guys. Let's talk about basketball. Let's talk about baseball. Let's talk about the Mets. Let's talk about the Yankees. Let's talk about the Nets, the Knicks. We got a lot of good stuff for you guys. A lot of good stuff. You know, I worked really hard for it. And we're just going to get right into it, man. Uh, the first game I'm, I'm going to talk about was the Suns versus the Nuggets. Um, what was it? Friday, Thursday night. It was Thursday night. Uh, they played Thursday night. Um, you know, I tuned in at the half. I tuned in at the half because, you know, I was busy. You feel me? I was, you know, I was doing some stuff um, like a dummy when I should have been home already. But it's all good. It's all good, you know. So we tune in at the half, and there's already nine lead changes and seven ties at the half. It's a pretty back-and-forth game. You know, KD has 11, 11 points on, on 4 of 10 shooting, you know, shooting 40%. Uh, Denver has no starters in the game, so are they so they are resting their starters for the playoffs. You know, like Jokic, uh, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., you know, KCP, um, Aaron Gordon. Those guys are not playing. I guess, you know, I guess Nikola Jokic, I guess he really threw in the towel for MVP. Um, you know, he'd rather Joel Embiid have it, you know, so he can be low-key again. You know, low-key meaning, you know, quiet, you know, unseen, out of state, out of mind, you know. And uh, I, I guess he's not a fan of, of drama or attention, you know, but that just shows that just shows his mentality. You know, this guy doesn't care about anything but women but winning and improving his chances, you know? So round of applause for that guy. That's a great mentality, you know? Forget the outside noise. Forget about, uh, forget about everything and just focus on what's in front of you. You know, we, we tend, well, I, I'm, I, you know, I have a big ear for the outside noise. You know, I tend to, I tend to care what people think, but, you know, slowly but surely it's going away. I'm not giving... Oh, I was, excuse my French, you know. I'm not giving a fuck about what anyone thinks. Excuse my French. But uh, let's get into it, man. Let's get back. You know, he doesn't care. You know, he doesn't care about the noise. You know, he just cares about winning and improving his chances. You know, they clinched the first seed this year. That means they were the top team in the whole Western Conference. You know, basketball has Eastern and Western Conference. You know, depending where the teams are. 
Um, if they're on the west side, you know, of the United States, they're on the Western Conference. If they're on the east side, they're in the Eastern Conference. Um, but yeah, the Denver Nuggets, they clinched the first seed. The first seed. Huge accomplishment. That's a huge accomplishment. Um, I really think that Jokic, he stunk up a couple games to take the attention off him. You know, because it was just getting nasty. They were saying some nasty things about him. Um, so I guess he just gave it up, you know. Let Joel have it. Let me get this ring. They have a really solid chance, you know, going into the playoffs. They got a really they got a lot of shot makers. Um, but they kind of slowed down in the second half of the season. But hopefully they get busy. The Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns with KD have clinched the fourth seed. So they already clinched the fourth seed. They already clinched a playoff spot. This game is is nothing but meaningless. But what the Suns, you know, what they're doing is they got their starting five out, and you know they're they and they're looking to get in rhythm for the playoffs with KD in the lineup because he's only played seven games with them so far, and they're seven and zero, you know. But you still want to get, you know, there's always something you could work on, you know. So uh, CP3 starts off the second half with a three, you know. Oh, he hits back to back threes, and he has five threes. For the game, you know, he's CP3, Chris Paul, uh, he's, he's 30, 37 or 36, I'm not, I'm not sure, um, he's 37 or 36, I know he's right behind LeBron, so I, I, I'm pretty sure he's 37, CP3's the old guy, man, this might be his, he, he's, he's one of the best point guards of all time, you know, he's one of the best point guards of all time, he's like top five in assists, top five in steals, um, he's one of the best point guards of all time, and I feel this is his last chance to try and get a championship ring. Because that's always in the, that's always been the thing for Chris Paul, you know, his performance and health in the playoffs. Um, he he hasn't been able to make it in the playoffs, you know, due to his health and you know his his performance sometimes. You know, these guys he's he, he chokes sometimes. You know, he chokes. But CP three is a god. Never mind. He's not a god. There's only one god. Me. Nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm sorry. No. It is a sin to th- to think there's any other god besides, you know, the Lord. So let me just, let me stop saying that, you know. Let me get into habit. But CP3 is a really good player. Um, So he's shooting a lot of threes as of late, you know. He's shooting a lot of threes um, because, you know, KD and Devin Booker are mostly running the floor. Um, CP3 doesn't have that step anymore, you know. Um, uh, but he hit four threes last game against the Spurs, you know. It seems like in this game, you know, the Suns are more focused on playing offense rather than defense. KD hits back-to-back threes. He's got 17 um in the third. I'm mainly watching this game because of KD. You know, KD is my favorite player. And I fell in love with the game, and I'm only going to watch it because of him. Um, Chris Braun, he won a national championship. He's a rookie on the Denver Nuggets, and he's been making a lot of plays as of late. You know, very athletic guard, and he could shoot as well. Um, He intercepted a pass from Booker and had a nice transition finish. He's got 14 in the late third. It's 89 to 86 going into the fourth quarter. Um... 
going up to the fourth quarter and the the Nuggets are up. The Nuggets. The Nuggets. CP3 CP3 ties it in the quarter at 91 later on. Um Bruce Brown is having a good game, you know, because the starters are out. So he's doing his thing. He's 10 for 14 so far, and he gets an and one. Um, for the for the Phoenix Suns, you know, I know they're playing this game, you know, to get their defense and offense in rhythm. But DeAndre Ayton, man, DeAndre Ayton is, is a key. I think he's going to be the X factor on this playoff run for... For the Phoenix Suns, man. He's got to play big. He's got to play aggressive. Um, he's got to be a presence. He's got to be a force to reckon with. To reckon with. You know, he's a big guy. He's strong. He's 7 feet, 250 pounds. He's the former first-round pick, you know, in the draft. And he's got he's to be big. He's got to come up for this team. You know, Booker and Durant, those guys are going to get buckets either way. CP3, you know, he might get his here and there. But like I said, you know, the guy, that guy is, uh, CP3 is 37 years old. He's 37, so there's only so much he can do. But DeAndre Ayton, man, he's got to come up big. He's got to come up big for them to win. Um, there's 21 lead changes in this game, so this game is really back and forth. You know, teams are trading buckets. Uh, there's four minutes left. CP3! Chris Paul! He hits another big three off the fake pass. You know, he fake passed it to Booker. Got the defender, and he knocks down the three. He has six threes for the game right now. Six threes. Bruce Brown is having a good game, too. He has 27. And uh, a huge possession comes up for the Suns, you know, with a chance to dagger, to hit him with the dagger. And, you know... They create open shot, and guess who's open? CP3. CP3, Chris Paul. You know, he hit the dagger three. He has seven now. He finished with seven threes, um, 25 points that game. He finished with 25 points, seven threes, seven for 12 from the floor, from, from deep, nine for 15 overall. So CP3 had a good game against the... Denver Nuggets. The Phoenix Suns win. And they improve to 8-0 with Kevin Durant ever ever since acquiring him. You know, KD missed a couple games due to injury. You know, he he, he sprained his ankle during warm-ups. And it was just tough to see. It's just tough to see, you know, KD get hurt. I, I, I get devastated when I see KD hurt. Uh, the last couple times KD's been hurt is because people have fallen on his leg. And I'll never forget. Uh, I remember the first time with the with the with the uh, with the Warriors in his first season, he got hurt because of Zaza Pachulia. Zaza was on his team, but he fell and he landed on his knee. You know, he landed uh, he landed on his knee and it bent. You know, it bent a way that it shouldn't have bent. Uh, his first year with the with with the Nets, you know, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown falls on his leg and it bends, you know, the other way that it's not supposed to. So it's just been very unfortunate uh, for KD and these injuries, you know. It's, it's really tough to see. It's tough to see and it's, and it's nothing to do with him, you know. It's nothing to do with him. It's just these people, they just throw their bodies around and they have no, they have no conscience of, 
you know, they have no consideration of the players around them and how they can hurt each other when their bodies are flying around. You know, so Bruce Brown lands on KD's leg. Zaza lands on KD's leg. Uh, Jimmy Butler lands on KD's leg. And he's he's missing he's missing a lot of time, you know, due to these injuries, you know, and it's been it's been painful. It's been painful to watch and uh it's it's sad. You know, but KD himself, like KD, out of the last 26 games he played, he's won 24 of them. Let that let that sit in for you. Let that sit in. Out of the last 26 games that he's played, he's won 24 of them. 24, guys. So when this guy is on the floor, when this guy is healthy, he's a winner, man. And he's, he's the best. Um, he scored 29 in this game with seven rebounds, four assists, 50% shooting, nine for 18 from the from the floor. Six for ten from deep. Very solid, uh, solid game for KD and the Suns. You know, I want KD to get his ring outside of the Warriors and solidify himself. You know, CP3 needs it, and this might be his last run. So, um, hopefully the Nets could pull one away. Uh, we're gonna move over to the Nets versus the Pistons that happened on Wednesday night. Um, Nets coming in, losing a tough one against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are trying to clinch the sixth seed and currently have a one-game lead over the Heat. Every game is crucial for the Brooklyn Nets. They need two wins to clinch the sixth seed. After the Knicks, they clinch the fifth seed. And a most, um, yeah, the Knicks clinch the fifth seed. The Pistons, the Detroit Pistons, the Pistons of Detroit. These guys come in dropping 21 of their last 22. They have a bunch of injuries. You know, they have the worst record in the league. Ellos solo vienen a joder. You know, they sound they sound like, you know, BMCC. You know, in college, these guys were the worst team in the division. And we were facing them to finish the season. And my coach hated them. He despised them. You know, he said what I said about the Pistons. Ellos solo vienen a joder. You know, they don't play for anything meaningful. These guys, these guys do nothing. I remember I hit a grand slam against them in that game. <laughs> in the first inning, too, in the first inning. You know, so we really, we really pounced on them in the first game. I had a grand slam. You know, so, so the Pistons have the worst record in the lead, and they lost 22 out of their last, they lost 21 out of their last 22. You know, it seems like they're tanking for the 7-3 unicorn and number one prospect, a French player called Victor Wembenyama. You know? Omar Rouye is a player on the Pistons. I'm not sure. Oh, let me get his name. <laughs> Omar Rouye. Yay. Omaruyi, Eugene Omaruye, ye whatever. I'm sorry, bro. He scores the first bucket of the game. Nets start four for four from deep to 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 start the game. Like these guys were hitting threes. They letting it fly, knocking shots down. You know, 
Joe Harris comes off the bench after Cam Johnson bumps knees. Uh, he was really fan- he was really feeling it, you know. So um, we got Joe Harris. Joe Harris comes in off the bench. I, oh my God, I hate Joe Harris. Joe Harris missed a couple big threes for the Brooklyn Nets when they were facing the Bucks in Game Seven, and KD hit that shot. He missed a couple threes that game, and I was pissed. But here's what Joe Harris does when he comes off the bench. He immediately hits back-to-back three. Oh, no. He hit back-to-back-to-back threes coming in the game. Nets going on an 11-0 run, hitting threes, and Michael Bridges um, is leading with scoring. You know, Knicks, Nets are up 32 to 27. Um, Nick Claxton, he's the center for the Brooklyn Nets. He's shooting 70% from the field this season, second in the league. Shout out to him. Joe Harris. Joe Harris has five threes coming off the bench in the first quarter. There is no defense in this whole game at all. There's no defense. Joe Harris has 18 points in five minutes. Most threes in a quarter by a Nets player this season. He's done it twice. Nets up 47-34 at the end of the first. Look at that. They scored 47 points in the first quarter. That just tells you about the defense that's being played. Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie. Can't talk about the Nets without Dinwiddie. He had 10 assists in the quarter. He's a shooting guard, but he, he but is becoming a great facilitator. You know, last game against the Timberwolves, he was taking a lot of shots. He was he was dominating the ball a lot. But that's his game right there. That's his game. He's not going to take a lot of shots if he's not open. If he's not open, he's dishing it out. That's what I like about Dinwiddie. He's dishing it out. And he's got 10 assists in the first quarter. Like, that's crazy. Um, 69-55, like I said earlier, there's very little defense being played, but very fun offensive displays by the Nets and the other guys in the lineup. 74-57 to at the half. Very good display of ball movement by the Brooklyn Nets so far in the half, in the first half. The high man starting, Michael Bridges with 13. And uh, Joe Harris with 18 coming off the bench in seven minutes. Um, the Nets at the half, they have 22 assists on 27 made shots. That's, that's, that's great ball movement right there, man. That's, that's, that's great ball movement. Nick Claxton is also having a good game as he gets a poster. You know, he dunks on somebody's neck. Uh, he's six for six from the field. Nets up 81-69 with 6-16 to play in the third. You know, it's good. Uh, you know, you got also in this game, I got to see some of the young core from the Pistons. You know, you got somebody named Jalen Duran, who is 19 and who is 19 years old and has 16 points, you know, so far in the third quarter. Jaden Ivey, first year player. Um, he's an explosive guard. He's an explosive guard. Um, 
he he finished the game with 23 points. He's 21 years old. He's um he's coming out of Purdue. He's a really good player. Um also, you know, James Wiseman, good to see him play after getting traded from the Warriors after it didn't work out. You know, he's the former number 2 number 2 the second round, he's he's a former second pick in the first round. You know, um, they'll they'll be fun to watch. You know, in the coming years, they have a lot of young players and a lot of energy, um, a lot of explosiveness, a lot of size. Um, you know, these guys have a a good young group. You know, they'll be fun to watch. They got they got Cade Cade Cunningham. You know, they got Marvin Bagley Jr. Um, R.J. Hampton is good. Uh, Hamadou. Hamadou Diallo, an explosive guard, and, you know, Killian Hayes. I'm not too sold on Killian Hayes, but, you know, he's young too. RJ Hampton, a former a former number one prospect out of high school, has scored the last 14 for the Detroit Pistons as the Nets' lead is now 91-87. to 87. At the end of the third is 96 to 90. The Nets need two games to clinch the sixth seed, man. The Nets need two games to clinch the sixth seed. So this is a huge game for them, you know, because they got the Miami Heat right behind them, you know. So the Nets go on a 7 0 run, uh, is 105 96. Nets up 11 with four minutes to go, 20 plus points. In 21 of 25 games for Michael Bridges since being traded to the Nets, man. He's been a star. He's been a star. He's a star. I just, you know, he's he's such a good player. He plays defense. He he got a mid-range. He has a nice shot, quick release. And his length, he's such a good player. He's such a good player. He averaged 27 points with the Nets since being with them. You know, before that, he was averaging 17 points with the Phoenix Suns. But he comes over to Brooklyn, and he's averaging 70, I mean, not 70, 27 points for us, man. 27 points. Good stuff from Michael Bridges, you know. The Nets win 123 to 108. Um, Dinwiddie, look at his stat line. I love this stat line. He has six points on 16 assists. 16 assists for Dinwiddie with six points. Michael Bridges, Michael, Michael, Michael. That's how you say his name, Michael. Michael scored 26 points, six assists, off of off of uh 10 for 26 from shooting, you know. He's taking a lot of shots. That's good. We want him taking a lot of shots. Um Claxton also had a good game. He had 19 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 blocks, 2 steals off of 8 for 9 from the field. 88%, man. The second leader in field goal percentage on the season. You know, the Nets, I feel like they're looking really good. I feel like the Nets are looking really good. They they potentially might match up against uh, the 76ers in the playoffs, which is going to be a huge task, tough task 
But I think, uh, you know, I think they can pull an upset, you know. Um, it's going to be tough to guard Joel Embiid because due to the lack of size, you know, Claxton is going to have long days. Uh, they're definitely going to have to send double teams down there and trap Joel Embiid and have other players score the ball. But if they could find an answer for Joel Embiid, I think the Nets, you know, could make it to the second round. And, you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, they look, they might not look good on paper, but this is a team that plays together and has really good role players. You know, they're missing that superstar, but I think Michael can fill the role. You know, he's due for a big postseason performance. You know, he's ha- he, he has experience with the Suns when they went on that finals run. You know, they lost in uh, game five. Or no, they lost in game six. But, uh, you know, the Nets, Nets are looking really good. Nets are looking really good. They won against the Pistons. Uh, They need one more win. They need one more win uh, to clinch the sixth seed. Uh, And, you know, to go ahead, to be ahead, you know, I know the game was yesterday, but they clinched. They clinched. Let's go. The Nets clinched the sixth seed and uh, playoff berth. Uh, The Miami Heat are going to play in the play-in. So let's move on to Knicks versus Pacers. Let's go, baby. Knicks versus Pacers, man. They play on Wednesday. You know, the Knicks are without Randall, R.J. Barrett, Brunson. So it's up to the Knicks young guys to come through. You know, starting for the Knicks, we got Obi Toppin, we got Emmanuel Quickly, Josh Hart, and Mitchell Robinson. Um, also, Quentin Grimes started for them, too. Uh, the Pacers are missing Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner. You know, sprained right ankle and sore elbow sore elbow for Tyrese Halliburton. Gets him out for the fifth straight game. Um, Grimes, Quentin Grimes. Oh, my God, Quentin Grimes. He finished the game with 36 points. Um... Quentin Grimes is coming in on the best stretch of his career. From the last six games, he's scoring 20 points a game, shooting shooting, shooting 52% from the field and 50% from deep. He's having himself a great finish to the season. You know, perfect timing leading into the playoffs. Um, IQ is starting in a... St- IQ, Emmanuel Quickly, is starting his 18th game and is arguably the sixth man of the year. You know, twenty. Uh, Josh Hart is also getting to start, too. This is his first start uh, since being acquired from the team. Uh, Josh Hart played 22 games with the Knicks since being acquired, and the Knicks are 16-6 and six with Josh Hart, man. Great addition to the team. He brings a lot of energy. He brings defense. Um, you know, he's a good finisher, um, but I wasn't a fan of him. You know, I wasn't a fan of him. You know, I wasn't really a fan of him. You know, he was like a walking meme. You know, this guy's known for b- being left hanging. You know, there's videos of him, you know, trying to give people a, a high five and they just leave him hanging. You know, that's what he's known for, you know. So that's why, you know, I wasn't really a fan of him because, you know, I thought it was a little corny. But this guy plays hard. And he plays to win, man. He plays to win. So I like the move by uh, by the Knicks getting Josh Hart. Um, Obi Toppin scores the first game of the bu- scores the first buckets of the game. You know with free throws. 
You know, Mitchell Robinson got six quick points after the after the end one. Um, there's a quick pace in this game. Quick pace, you know, these guys are running back and forth, uh, taking quick shots, um, fast into the shot clock. Uh, you know, the guys, these guys are moving. Um, these guys are moving. Um, so here we go. So the Knicks go on a 17-0 run in the first quarter, and the Knicks are leading 21-7. to You know, fast start for the Knicks. They hit seven of their last eight shots. Uh, Quentin Grimes uh, got a four-point play. Um, he missed a free throw, you know. But, you know, Obi with a Obi got, Obi got, Obi gave me a little scare. You know, he bumped knees with a defender, but he was fine. He stood in the game. Uh, Knicks up 32-16. You know, very good defense by the Knicks in the first, rotating, switching, and staying in front of defenders, you know, to get the stops and create turnovers. Uh, Grimes with a poster, man. This guy can score, man. This guy can score from anywhere, man. Uh, he he drives in the paint. He's fearless. He's aggressive. He's fast. He has a quick first step too. Like once once he gets the ball, I like Quentin Grimes a lot. I like him. He's gonna be a problem. Um, Quentin Grimes, you know, gets a poster, and then the next possession right after, he lobs it up to Obi Top, and then Obi slams it. So the Knicks leading after the first quarter, 38-29. to The Knicks averaged 13 turnovers this game. Knicks have 13 assists so far on 16. On, so the, I'm sorry. Let me slow down. So the Knicks averaged 13 turnovers this game. They're not, they're not, they know how to take care of the ball. Uh, that's one of the lowest in the leagues. So they're not going to beat themselves. Um, you know, the Knicks right now have 13 assists so far on 16, on 16 made shots. You know, they are really moving the ball and finding the open man. You know, Pacers are playing better defense in the second quarter, you know, forcing two shot clock violations. And, uh, you know, they kind of they make a little comeback. They make a little run um, after the Knicks were leading by 18 as much as 18 in the first quarter in the first quarter. Uh, the Pacers come back and it's 44 to 42 in the second Knicks up. So the Knicks aren't making shots, you know, and they got a different lineup out there. I guess, you know, Thibodeau is trying to get the guys out there, you know, some PT, uh, just, you know, just to finish off the season. And uh, it was a totally different lineup out there. And, you know, the Pacers caught up. Um, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier. Do you guys do you guys know who's Evan Fournier? I bet not. Evan Fournier is a. this guy, oh my God, I don't even want to get into Evan Fournier right now, man, but he's not even in the starting rotation. He's not even in the rotation, and this guy's getting paid. He was signed by the Knicks for four years, $73 million. Four years, $73 million down the freaking garbage spent on Evan Fournier. This guy is horrible. You know, maybe... He no, he there's no maybe nothing. This guy stinks. Um, you know, so last year he broke the record, the Knicks record in threes. Oh my god, this guy's a bum, man. He's such a bum. It's a good accomplishment, but the Knicks never had that three point guy. You know, they never had that dominant three point guy. Uh, besides John Starks, who is a Knicks legend. And he held 
the record before uh, Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier. Fournier. Evan Fournier is uh, is from France. So Evan Fournier, he's a bum. I hate the guy, man. I hate that guy. Evan Fournier, hopefully he doesn't have the record for too long. Um, Because it's a bad look for the Knicks, man. Horrible look for the Knicks, man. This guy's getting paid four years, $73 million, man. $73 million is horrible. Um, So the Knicks aren't making shots with this new lineup, you know, and uh, and the Pacers come back. You know, uh, the Knicks get the starting lineup in and Grimes come back. Quentin Grimes comes back and hits back-to-back threes, man. This guy's a bucket. IQ with 13 points so far in the second quarter. And one from Emmanuel Quickly. And one, man. I, I love Emmanuel Quickly, man. I IQ plays hard. Uh, right now, you know, while I'm watching this game, he's the sweatiest player on the court, man. He's literally the sweatiest player on the court. And uh, he just knows how to communicate with the players. You know, you could see him conversing with Mitchell Robinson, and then, you know, things get a little heated, but at the end, you know, these guys dap each other up. He knows how to communicate, man. Emmanuel Quickly is a leader. I like that guy. I hope the Knicks keep him forever. Uh, the Knicks have eight turnovers in the second quarter so far. You know, Obi Toppin has 19 points at the half, you know, after the wing swish. Um, 19 assists at the half for the Knicks, man, and they averaged 22 a season. So these guys are really moving the ball today with this young lineup. Um, that's something you don't really see often with Randall in the lineup, you know, because Randall, he takes a lot of shots, man. He takes a lot of shots. He slows the game down, and he gets other players out of their rhythm, you know, with his slow play and his ball dominance. Um, Quentin Grimes is four for seven from deep. You know, he's just continuing his, his great stretch. Uh, the Knicks lead 70 to 67. It's a back and forth game in the third. You know, IQ still getting buckets. OB is dancing and prancing with the step back tray. Um, if you hear me with these dancing and prancing, man, it's not my fault. It's Walt Frazier, man. Or Clyde. It's Clyde? I, you know, it's, it's Walt. It's Walt Frazier. He's a Knicks legend, and he just says these cool, these cool. You know, he said dancing and prancing. He said he 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 says dishing and swishing. Um, you know, yeah, Walt Clyde Frazier. You know, he they were both his names. Um, he's a Knicks legend. He's the greatest Nick of all time. You know, he's got two rings, two championship rings, and the man's a stud, man. He's a stud. Um. But, yeah, Mitchell Robinson is having a good game. He's an offensive rebounding machine. You know, the Knicks are up uh, 105 to 102 in the fourth. Knicks go up to a lead, and the Pacers, you know, they just right back. They're just right back in it. Evan Fournier, Fournier is back in the game, and he's just, he's horrible, man. He's horrible. He gets put in the game and immediately takes a bad shot, you know, falling away three. Get this guy out of here. Mitchell Robinson is having a is having a great game on the defensive end. He's have he got five blocks, um, with seven offensive rebounds so far. Five blocks with seven offensive rebounds so far. This guy's having a game, man. Obi Obi Toppin scores thirty. You know, with his th- this is his third career thirty point game. Uh, the Knicks go on a nine zero run with two minutes and thirty seconds left. 
Uh, Benedict Matherin, he's one of their young guys on the Pacers. Um, he's having a really tough game. Um, he's second in the voting for MVP so far, but I think Paolo Bancaro is going to win it, the guy from the Magic. Um, I think he's going to win it, no problem. But Benedict Mathering is just having a tough game. You know, the Knicks are making it really tough for him. You know, he's fouling. He's turning the ball over. He's taking tough shots. He's missing shots. Um, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, it's a career day for Obi Toppin and Quentin Grimes. Like, these guys are going off. Off, I tell you. Off. Uh, the Knicks score 26 off 16 turnovers. And, you know, they've been scoring a lot of transition. They got a lot of turnovers this game. Um, uh, the Knicks win 138 to 129. This is the first time in history that the Knicks have three players with 30 points. Three players with 30 points. Who needs Randall? Who need? Nah, we need Brunson. I don't. I don't like Randall at all. But, you know, just to read from the stat sheet real fast, Emmanuel quickly, he dropped 39 buckets. Um, he dropped 39 points off of 14 of 16 shooting, or 14 for 26 shooting. Quinton Grimes dropped 36 points, uh, 14 for 23. And Obi Toppin, man, Obi Toppin, he, he, free my boy Obi, man. Free him, man. He deserves to be starting. Um, I'll take him over Randall, man. I I freaking love that guy. I love Obi Toppin. He's so athletic. He shoots a lot. Um, it doesn't go down like that game. He shot. Um, he went five for twelve from deep. That's pretty solid, right there. That's pretty solid. But he shoots a lot. He shoots a lot of threes. Um, but yeah, man, this is the first time in Knicks history they have three players with thirty points. You know. Um, in conclusion. You know, the Knicks clinched the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference and are potentially going to face the Cle the Cavaliers of Cleveland in the first round. You know, the playoffs where legends are made. I don't care who you are. If you don't kill in the playoffs, you are nothing. You are nobody. Nonetheless, here is the here is the recent history against the Cavs. Um, and I'm feeling really, I'm feeling really good about it. I'm feeling really good about it. Uh, let's start off with the season series. Uh, the season series, the Knicks are three and one against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the Cavaliers won their first matchup against the Knicks and haven't won since. Um, Brunson dropped 48 in the last time they matched up. Randall went for 36. Uh, one of the games. So the Knicks win the season series three to one, but this is here. This is this is the important stat here. The Knicks are overall eight and one against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the playoffs. Let's go. The Knicks are eight and one against the Cleveland Cavaliers every time they match up in the playoffs. Um, the last time they won against the Cleveland Cavaliers was 1996. And, uh, speaking of John Starks earlier, you know, he went five for seven from deep that game to sweep the Cavaliers of Cleveland. You see how we were talking about John Starks earlier and he pops up again? Like, it's crazy. You see how, you see how everything connects? Um, it's just spooky. 
Um, but like I was saying, you know the 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 Knicks are eight and one against the Cleveland Cavaliers. You that's got to be a stat that'll make you comfortable and very confident in this upcoming matchup. So the Knicks faced are potentially going to face the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you know history is on our side. History is on our side when it comes to the Knicks versus the Cavs. And that concludes the basketball, man. That concludes basketball. Uh, let's move on to some baseball, baby. Some baseball. All right, guys. So we're coming in. Uh, we're going to talk about the Yankees versus Yankees versus the Phillies. Um, Yankees come in looking for a series win. Uh, the second of their season after beating the San Francisco Giants for their first, you know, their first win, their first series win of the season. Um, you know, Garrett Cole uh, comes off an 11 strikeout day, you know, opening day, setting a clubhouse record for the Yankees. Um, Garrett Cole is, uh, you know, he's 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 on the mound. And um, he's looking to have a big game against the Phillies to bounce back after that embarrassing, embarrassing loss um, against Matt Strom. You know, the day before, a guy who's not even a starting pitcher. You know, he he killed you guys. I mean, he killed he killed the Yankees. Uh, so we're just looking up, we're looking up Gary Cole's stats um, for the game. You know? No, never mind. Um, but yeah, here are some, you know, the, the, the Yankees are looking up. I'm sorry. Let's regroup. The Yankees are looking to bounce back off of a tough loss, the last games, having four hits. You know, it's a cold, gloomy day. And, uh, you know, Cole picks up where he's left off with two Ks and a one, two, three inning. Um, I'm upset. You know, to see that Stanton is not playing. You know, Boone is already in mid-season form, you know, with these decisions and these lineups um, that are costing the Yankee games. You know, he's already in mid-season form, so I'm not even going to say much about it. Um, it is what it is, you know. He should be playing every day. Stanton should be playing every day, but it's whatever, man. Aaron Nola is on the mound um, against uh, for the Phils. Um, Judge has a 38-game on-base streak, you know, going on, and he makes it 39 with a single. Uh, and then guess what? He stole second. Aaron Judge is stealing bases, ladies and gentlemen. What can't this guy do? You know, so next thing up, you got a hot bat with Glaber, you know, and he hits a broken bat RBI and single. And he's swinging a hot bat. You know, he's now hitting 375 after that hit. Um, You know, and Judge scores. Yankees up 1-0. After the umpire missing a call for a potential eating-ending strikeout, you know, Bryson Stott hits a double. You know, so the, the umpires are already messing with Garrett Cole and trying to get under his skin. But he settles down, you know, and he gets Alec Bohm to, uh, to ground out. 
Yankees leave one stranded after the Oswaldo Cabrera blooper double that he hit. Um, Donaldson gets hurt about his hamstring. He gets hurt running out a fly ball. You know, and then IK, IKF comes into play. Isaiah Kaina Falefa. Isaiah, the player. <laughs> so IKF comes in and, my, and immediately he gets a he gets a grounder. He gets a grounder. Um, you know, uh, gets a nice routine play. You know, the ball just finds you, man. No matter where you are, the ball is gonna find you. Um, he gets another tough grounder, and uh He's not able to get the speedy Trey Turner, but he made a great stop. Um, Garrett Cole, and then Garrett Cole picks off Trey Turner right away. Good move by Garrett Cole. Um, wow. Good news for the Yankees. You know, Carlos Roldan, he threw a sim game, so he's looking to return. Um, I'm watching Volpe's of Bats, and, you know, this guy... I don't know, man. I think Volpe's soft, man. He, I don't know. I don't see that fire on him. You know, I don't. I don't see. I, I don't think pitchers are afraid to pitch to this guy, man. Um, but yeah, he gets K'd on three straight pitches. He took a curve. Um, he uh, there was a high fastball he fouled off, and the last pitch outside fastball was called a strike. So backwards K for Volpe. Nola threw. The same first pitch to DJ, and this is the this is the difference between, you know, a veteran and a rookie. You know, DJ. DJ's aggressive. That's that's probably it. He's just aggressive, you know. He uh, Aaron Nola threw the same first pitch that he threw to Volpe to DJ, but DJ this time was ready to swing, so he he got called on a check swing. Unlike Volpe, he's just watched it, you know. He just watched it. But, you know, the second pitch, the same pitch that they threw to Volpe was a fastball. Nola comes back and he throws a fastball to DJ. And what did DJ do? DJ puts the ball in play. Even though he hits a ground ball, it was a hard ground ball. And he puts the ball in play. I feel Volpe's got to be a little more aggressive. I don't know, man. I look, He looks soft. He looks soft. I hope to be proved wrong. But I just, I don't see the big gist, man. He hasn't impressed me at all. You know, he's got a good defensive glove. But that's not going to cut it in Yankee Stadium. Franchi Cordero. Franchi Cordero, he's some guy the the Yankees picked up. Um, he hoses a runner. He pegs a, he throws a runner out trying to stretch a double at second. This is the second time I see someone, I see him. You know, gunning somebody out at second, man. Franchi Cordero, uh, he's got a bit of an arm out there in right field. Um, Anthony Rizzo got a base hit and what would have been the last out and what would have been an out last season. But, you know, due to the shift being banned now, you know, it went through. So we got a we got a we got a lot of action. These 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 games coming by. Um, for some reason, the MLB is not allowing teams to strategize now. You know, they're taking the shift away. They're giving us a pitch clock to think. It's like they don't want us to freaking, you know, to strategize and play chess. You know, they they just want to coddle the, the the little viewer who wants the game to go by fast. But it's the, it's the game in between the game, man. We already got through this. It's a pitcher's duel. 
in the sixth inning, you know, Kevin Long, he got he he's a former Yankee hitting coach. He's he's the hitting coach for the Phillies and he gets ejected, you know, for arguing balls and strikes. Um Cole Gary Cole has 12 shutout innings so far this season. Another RBI for Glaber Torres with a base hit up the middle. You know, he's got the second RBI of the game and he steals second. Um end of the 6 Yankees up 2-0 from two RBIs from Glaber Torres. He's swinging a hot bat, man. He's locked in. Uh, Garrett Cole gets a pitch clock violation walk before getting pulled. You know, he tries to finish the sixth, but it just didn't work out. Cole's final line is uh, 6.1 innings pitched, three hits, one run, and eight Ks. Jonathan Loazinga comes in. Gives up a base hit and then plunks a guy, you know. He hit a guy with a ball. He gives up a sacks fly and then Cole gets the earned run. 2-1 Phillies. IKF. Isaiah. The player. You know, IKF makes a nice play to, you know, stop the momentum and get the Yankees out the inning. Um, Aaron Nola gets pulled. Um, his final line was uh, six innings pitch, seven hits, three runs, five strikeouts. So pretty tough game for Aaron Nola. It's not bad, you know. He gave up three earned runs. The Philly lineup should definitely score more than three runs, you know. But nonetheless, Phillies go to the bullpen. And then Jose Trevino. Trevino. Tremendo Trevino. With a two-run bomb, 4-1 Yanks in the bottom of the seventh. Off to Gregory Soto. Off of Gregory Soto, who relieved Aaron Nola. The top eighth, um, Kyle Schwarber hits a bomb. Back-to-back games with a shot for Kyle Schwarber. Um, off of Jonathan Loisinga. And, you know, he's not really known for giving up homers. But... That's the first homer that he's given up since May 12th of last year. Pretty pretty cool stat. Um, Yankees have eight straight games with homer, including last year. You know, Torres hits a double and he has a three-hit day. And then he steals third, man. He steals third. I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell is wrong with uh, Glaber Torres, but he's out here. He's out there doing some things, man. He's making noise. Shout out to him. Um, Yankees haven't been getting any production from the left fielders such as Hicks and Cabrera. You know, they are really missing Harrison Bader right now. You know, Clay Holmes comes in to close the game up to 4-2 Yanks. Strike three looking. He strikes out the side. He gets the save. 4-2 Yankees. Great pitching by the Yankees and what a performance from Glaber. And a huge home run from Trevino. Tremendo Trevino. To put the Yankees on top and clinch the series W. Um, the Yankees' next game would be against the Orioles, which happened yesterday. Um, they lost, um, but Monday we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into the loss. Okay, and uh, we got the last game of the season of the of the season. Mira, we got the last game that I'm about to talk about that I was watching, and is the Mets versus the Brewers. Um, you know, we got some baseball news, some feel-good news. Liam Hendricks, you know, one of the closers, one of the best closers in the game, and he pitches for the Chicago White Sox. 
Uh, he finished his last chemo session, you know, so he's going to be recovering, you know, from chemo, from chemo and, you know, cancer and all that stuff. And hopefully we'll get to see him back in the field. You know, he he's a, he's a really good player. You know, last thing uh, is uh, DeGrom. DeGrom went six innings, 11 Ks, to bounce back from his, search, his first start. Um, shout out to DeGrom. Um, but, yeah, the Mets come in losing the first two in the series and have been getting clapped, you know. They've been getting clapped. You know, they've been getting their ass waxed. They've, they haven't, they, they've just been playing horrible. You know, they haven't been playing baseball. The pitching isn't holding up for the Mets right now. And also the Mets aren't hitting. The back-to-back shutout losses by nine runs or more for the first time in 61-plus years of Mets history that that's happened to the Mets trying. So the, so the Mets haven't lost back-to-back shutouts by nine or more runs f- since 61 years ago. You know? That's crazy. But the Mets look at to shake it off today. Um, and also, you know, they're not they're just not hitting right now. They're just not hitting. Uh they got a they got a team average of two oh seven, which is dead last in the league. And uh, you know, Pete Alonso and Francisco Lindor are five for forty combined. You know, so you can't be having that with your middle guys. These are your these are where your runs are gonna come from, you know. And if your guys are batting five for forty, you're not gonna win any games. You know, David Peterson takes the mound, a lefty. Um, the Mets the Mets looking to avoid the sweep against the scorching hot Brewers and former Cy Young Corbin Burns and last year's strikeout leader, um, the first Brewer to ever do so. Brewers defense has had an immaculate, has had an, the Brewers defense has been making noise this whole season. Well, this whole series. And they start off by, you know, robbing Nemo of a hit. You know, uh, Luke Voigt makes a, makes, a, makes a tough play at first. Um, Marte gets on, and then he gets a stolen base after being hit by pitch. And Francisco Lindor, Francisco Lindor, look who decided to wake up. Francisco Lindor drives drives him in with an RBI double, and the Mets snap a 28-inning scoreless streak, taking a 1-0 lead against the Brewers. That's it right there. That's literally it right there. The middle of the lineup has to come up big. Lindor with an RBI, and Alonzo's got to wake up. He's 0-8 for 8 this series. He's batting 333 against Burns all time. Hopefully, this gets him going. And he strikes out his first at-bat. He strikes out his first at bat, and uh, he leaves uh, uh, Lindor at second. A Corbin Burns set the record, starting a season striking out fifty-eight batters before issuing his first walk. His first walk. I thought that'd be a pretty neat stat to share, and uh, you know it's phenomenal. Um, the Mets strike first after the first half of the inning. Um, Luis Guillorme, he gets to start at third and he makes a dive in play, snagging a liner in the hole to save a hit. Brian Anderson, Brian Anderson, former Marlin, has 10 RBIs so far this season. Uh, the hottest bat on the planet. He's the first brewer in history to do so in the first five games. And he's just cooking the Mets. Uh, he gets walked and then Jesse Winker hits a double 
Man on second and third, bottom second with one out. Brewers even the score off of an RBI single by Miller. So the Brewers even the score um, 2-2. And then, uh uh-oh, they're not done yet, guys, in this inning, in the bottom second. They're not done. Three-run bomb by Joey Weimer. His first home run in his career. And here come the Brewers, man. 4-1 Milwaukee. Mislocation by Peterson, leaving a fastball belt high over the plate. The Mets the pitching has just been getting rocked this series, you know. Lindor. Lindor finally woke up. Lindor is up, baby. Lindor is up. Up. You know, he hits another RBI. He's got two for the day, driving in both runs for the Mets thus far. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the heading. You know, pitching is obviously key, but everyone gets a chance to hit and respond. And while I'm typing, Big Meat Pete! (laughs) Big Meat Pete hits a two-run homer to tie it. Tie it! He ties it off a two-run homer. 4-4. Where he got a tie game? The Mets three and four hitters showed up today, man. They drove in all four runs. You know, Peterson is having a tough time right there. Um, He has four walks and four Ks. He can't really pinpoint pitches right now. His location is is off. Um, And he's got four earned runs. Peterson is getting hit hard and has 71 pitches after the third. You know, he's still tied. Um, We're still tied after four. Um, Lindor is 3-for-3 so far with his second double of the game after going 2-for-18 to start the season. Alonzo and Lindor were 5-for-40 for the season. Today, they're 4-for-5 with four RBIs as Alonzo steps in. And he hits his second homer of the day to put the Mets up 6-4. And it's over. Let's go. The Mets Mets bats finally woke up this game, you know, looking to avoid the series, looking to avoid the series sweep. Um, I mean, wow, just wow. You know, these guys, you you see what these guys are capable of. And, um, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Um, Lindor and Alonzo combined for five for six with six RBIs. They drove in every single run of the game. Every single run of the game. This is what happens when they show up. When they show up, this team. You know, when they don't, the Mets go scoreless for 28 straight innings. Mets haven't gotten anything else from the other guys, you know. Baseball is a team sport. It's possible for two guys to carry a team, but it's really tough. It's really tough. Every man has to do their job and produce. They have to produce. If every man does their job and produces any team that does so, it's tough to beat. You know, Corbin Burns gets whacked out by the fifth inning. And the Mets are up. 6-4.
Peterson comes out the fifth, which is comes oh Peterson comes out in the fifth, you know, to start the fifth, which is eye opening because Peterson hasn't looked settled in this game at all. You know, Buck Showalter Buck Showalter, the manager for the Mets, takes him out after issuing a walk. After issuing a walk, man. Why are you leaving this guy in to come out in the fifth? He's looked horrible. Don't oh my god. Questionable move by Buck Showalter. Um David Peterson's final line. David freaking Peterson, man. This guy is oh my why is he on the team? He's trash. Uh David Peterson's final line was four innings pitch, five hits, five runs, five base on balls, and five strikeouts, man. What what the hell was that? He got four innings pitch, five hits, five runs, five earned runs, five base on balls, five strikeouts, five, 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 five. And guess what's his ERA? Six. <laughs> so he threw four innings. He gave up five. He struck out five. He walked five. And his ERA is six. Oh, my God. This guy is oh, horrible. Horrible. What the hell is this guy doing in our starting rotation? God, oh my God, it's, it's bad. We need we need Verlander. We need Verlander back. We need Jose Quintana. These guys need to come back. Because the Mets are not going to win with this starting rotation, man. Not with this starting rotation. It's, it's, it's really tough. It's, and it's, oh my God, it's scary. Uh, Drew Smith comes in. He's one of the relievers. Mets doing a good job keeping Brian Anderson on check. As uh, as Smith checks him out, as as Smith, Drew Smith strikes him out. Um, Luke Voigt gets on, you know, and uh, he steals a base. And Luke Voigt, you guys heard who I said, Luke Voigt. This guy is a, this guy is one of the biggest guys in the league. He's huge. He's slow, and he stole a base. Like, come on, man. You cannot be letting that happen. I know there was first and third, but Omar Narvaez, you cannot let that happen, bro. Why are you letting Luke Voigt steal? Very costly. And this is his only, this is his second stolen base of his career. And you're letting him steal. What are you doing? It's a tight game. Every run counts. Now they got man on second and third now. They got man on second and third because you don't want to throw out Luke Voigt. Like, that's horrible play. Horrible play from Omar Narvaez. Horrible. Then, then guess what? Jesse Winker ties it up with a two-run double. Jesse Winky. Jesse Winky Wink. That's the name of my freaking kitten. And this guy is hitting a two-run double. Lord, 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 Lord. Mets bullpen is really down right now. We need new arms. And especially after losing um, Edwin Diaz, you know, it's just tough. It's horrible. Um, tie game in the seventh, 6-6. Six, six. Another great defense. Another, another great defensive play by Luke Voigt. Great defense by the Brewers this series. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, top eighth, Brian Anderson, who was playing left left field at the beginning, moves over the third and makes another fantastic play to rob Pete Alonzo of a hit. You know, the good news of that is Pete Alonzo is putting the bat on the ball and he's hitting it hard. 
That's the good news. But the bad news is that the Brewers' defense is locking down right now. I can't stress enough how great the defense is playing for the Brewers of Milwaukee. I mean, wow. You know, Mets leave another Mets leave a runner stranded after a walk. Uh, bottom eight, six six. Uh, Mets haven't gotten a hit since the sixth, since the fifth, since Alonzo's home run. Just a base runner from a walk. They've quieted down. You know, Devin Williams comes in and has a one two three inning. It's now the ninth inning. The Mets brought in David Robertson in the eighth inning. I don't understand that. That's another questionable move by. Buck Showalter, why are you bringing David Robertson in the eighth inning? I mean, I guess you want to keep the lead going into the ninth. But you can't be bringing in David Robertson. He's the closer, man. He's the closer. He's the closer. But whatever, man. He brings in David Robertson. David Robertson has a good outing and gets one, two, three. Is uh is the bottom of the ninth now? It's the bottom of the ninth. The Mets bring out Adam Ottavino. Adam Ottavino to face Garrett Mitchell. <laughs> Garrett Mitchell, guys. Uh oh. You guys remember what I was saying about Garrett Mitchell last time, huh? Like, who the hell is Garrett Mitchell? Who is this guy? Now this guy is a Mets killer. This guy is a Mets killer now. This guy hit a walk-off home run against the Mets t- to win the game. This guy, Garrett Mitchell, hits a walk-off home run off of Adam Ottavino. And this guy was just on the slider that whole at-bat. That whole at-bat, he was on the slider. And, you know, Adovino gives him the slider. And then, boop, it's out of here. You know, I root for a guy, they suck. I hate on a guy, they go crazy. I'm talking about Garrett Mitchell. This guy, who the hell is this guy? And this guy is making noise now. Hey, oh, my goodness. You know, the Mets, the Mets bats came alive, you know, in conclusion. The Mets bats came alive and, uh, you know, and Marte, not not really the Mets bats came alive, but Marte, Lindor, and Alonzo came alive. And they were most of, well, they were, they were all of, you know, all of um, the Mets offense today. Uh, Marte went one for three with two runs. You know, he scored twice. Uh, Lindor went three for four with two RBIs. He also scored twice. And uh, Pete Alonzo went two for four with four RBIs. And, uh, you know, that's that's pretty good. Pretty, pretty solid. You know, the pitching, you know, they got to come through as well. You know, but it's but mostly if Mets had other timely hits by others, you know, they will be fine. You know, like McNeil. McNeil had a tough game. He went 0 for four. You know, that's really rare to see from Jeff McNeil. Mark Canna. Um, he went 0 for 4 as well. And Brandon Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo had an off game today going 0 for 5. You know, if you could get a couple hits from these guys, you know, it'll be a totally different ball game. Totally different ball game. Um, the Mets go to 3 and 4. The Brewers improve to 5 and 1. 
Um, and the Mets play the Marlins for their series opener, their home opener, uh, Friday. The Mets play Friday, which is which was yesterday. They won. They won, you know, and I will watch the game and we will talk about it. Um, last but not least, I just want to talk about the huge fight. The huge fight. Huge fight, guys. Huge fight that's going on tonight on pay-per-view UFC. It's time. Five rounds for the UFC middleweight championship of the world. Oh, my God. It's going to be a huge fight, man. Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya, too. You know, Israel Adesanya is looking to get his belt back after Alex Pereira knocked him out. And he improves to 3-0 and against Izzy in his career. Um, you also got Jorge Masvidal and Gib- Gilbert Burns, you know, some top um, some top ranked uh, welterweight fighters going at it. Um, Kevin Holland is also fighting and uh, the the prodigy for the UFC, Raul Rosas Jr. He's a Mexican fighter. Um, he's like 18, 19 years old. Um, he's looking to he's looking to get his second UFC W. Um but that's uh that's the main card for today, guys. Um, you know, you guys should definitely check that out. I'm definitely watching it. That's all I know. That's all I know. You know what I'm saying? That's all I know. Um, but yeah, man. That's uh that's sports with Jesus. Those are the sports for now. All right, guys, and we're getting to the last segment of the day. The last segment of the day. And you know what time it is. 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 So we're going to continue from the Bible. Uh, We're going to read... We're going to continue from the beginning of sin. I forgot where I left off, but we're going to continue from the beginning of sin. We're going to read this whole page together, and then that'll conclude this episode of Sports with Jesus. All right, cool, guys. Here it is. Let's go. The beginning of sin. The snake was the most clever of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. The snake smoke the snake spoke to the woman and the, and said, "Woman, did God really tell you that you must not eat the that you must not eat from any tree in the garden?" The woman answered the snake, "No, we can eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but there is one tree we must not eat from," God told us. "You must not eat from the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not even touch that tree or you will die. But the snake said to the woman, you will not die. God knows that if you eat that fruit from that tree, you will learn about good and evil. And then you will be like God. The woman could see that the tree was beautiful. And the fruit looked so good to eat. 
She also liked the idea that it would make her wise. So she took some of the fruit from the tree and ate it. Her husband was there with her. So she gave him some of the fruit and he ate it. Then it was as if their eyes had opened and they saw things differently. They saw that they were naked. So they got some fig leaves, sewed them together and wore them for clothes. During the cool part of the day, the Lord God was walking in the garden. The man and the woman heard him and they hid among the trees in the garden. The Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? The man said, I heard you were walking in the garden and I was afraid. I was naked. So I hid. God said to the man, who told you you were naked? Did you eat fruit from that special tree? I told you not to eat from the tree. The man said, the woman you put here with me gave me fruit from the tree. So I ate it. Of course, blame it on the woman. The Lord God said to the woman, what have you done? She said, the snake tricked me. So I ate the fruit. So the Lord God said to the snake, you did this very bad thing. So bad things will happen to you. It will be worse for you than any other animal. You must crawl on your belly and eat dust for the rest of your life. I will make you and the women enemies to each other. Your children and her children will be enemies. You will bite her child's foot, but he will crush your head. Then God said to the woman, I will cause you to have much trouble when you are pregnant. And when you give birth to the children, you will have much pain. You will want your husband very much, but he will rule over you. Then God said to the man, I commanded you to not eat from that tree, but you listened to your wife and ate from it. So I will curse you from the ground. I will curse the ground because of you. You will have to work hard all your life for the food the ground produces. The ground will grow thorns and weeds for you, and you will have to eat the plants that grow wild in the fields. You will have to work hard for your food until your face is covered with sweat. You will work hard until the day you die, and then you will become dust again. I use dust to make you, and when you die, you will become dust again. Because you don't want to listen, you don't want to listen to the one rule that I gave you. Adam named his wife Eve. He gave her this name because Eve would be the mother would be the mother of everyone who ever lived. The Lord God used animal skins and made some clothes for the man and his wife. Then he put the clothes on them. The Lord God said, look, the man has become like us. He knows about good and evil. And now the man might take fruit from the tree of life. If the man eats that fruit, he will live forever. So the Lord God forced the man out of the garden of Eden to work. To the, out of the garden of Eden to work the ground he was made from. God forced the man to leave the garden. Then he put cherub angels and a sword of fire at the entrance of the garden to protect it. The sword flashed around and around, guarding the way to the tree of life. All right, we're going to read one more. We're going to read one more page. 
the first family. Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Cain. Eve said, with the Lord's help, I have made a man. Eve gave birth again to Cain's brother, Abel. Abel became a shepherd and Cain became a farmer. The first murder. At harvest time, Cain brought a gift to the Lord. He brought some of the food that he grew from the ground, but Abel brought some animals from his flock. He chose, he chose some of his best sheep and brought the best parts from them. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his offering. Cain was sad because of this, and he became very angry. The Lord asked Cain, Why are you angry? Why does your face look sad? You know that if you do what is right, I will accept you. But if you don't, sin is ready to attack you. That sin will want to control you, but you must control it. Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. So they went to the field. Then Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Later, the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? Cain answered, I don't know. Is it my job to watch over my brother? Then the Lord said, What have you done? You killed your brother, and the ground opened up to take his blood from your hands. Now his blood is shouting to me from the ground. So you will be cursed from this ground. Now when you work the soil, the ground will not help your plants grow. You will not have a home in this land. You will wander from place to place. Then Cain said to the Lord, This punishment is more than I can bear. You are forcing me to leave this land, and I will not be able to be near you or have a home. Now I must wander from place to place, and anyone I could meet can kill me. The Lord said to Cain, No, if anyone kills you, I will punish that person much, much more. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to show that no one should kill him. Cain's family. Cainy Cain. Cain's family. Cain went away from the Lord and lived in the land of Nod. Cain had sexual relations with his wife. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son named Enoch. Cain built a city and gave the city the same name as his son, Enoch. Enoch had a son named Irad. Irad had a son named Mehual. Mehual had a son named Methusial, Methushal. Methushal had a son named Lamesh. Lamesh married two women. One wife was named Ada, and the other one was named Zila. Ada gave birth to Jabal. Jabal was the father of people who live in tents and earn their living by keeping cattle. Jabal was Jubal's brother. Jubal was the father of the people who play the harp and the flute. Zila gave birth to Tubal-Cain. Tubal-Cain was the father of people who work with bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal-Cain was named Nama. Lamesh said to his wives, Ada and Zila, hear my voice. 
Your wi- you wives are lamish. Listen to me. A man hurt me, so I killed him. I even killed a child for hitting me. The punishment for killing Cain was very bad. But the punishment for killing me will be many times worse. Adam and Eve have a new son. Adam again had sexual relations with his wife. And she gave birth to another son. She named his son. She named him Seth. Eve said, God has given me another son. Cain killed Abel, but now I have Seth. Seth also had a son. He named him Enosh. At that time, people began to pray to the Lord. Wowie, wow, wow. Wowie, wow, 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 wow. So there it goes, folks. There it goes. The Bible reading and the conclusion. The conclusion to sports with Jesus. I would like to say a quick thing. I know we're over an hour and 30. I'm late to work, man. I'm late to work. But this is my dream. This is my purpose. This is my my destiny. And I will not let anything get in front of it. Yesterday was tough. Yesterday I let something get in front of it. But it was me versus me. It was me versus me, guys. Me versus me. But I came back today. Bam! Came back today. Boom! Put in that work. Put in that podcast. We're going out live now. We're putting this out live now. Let's go. All right? So we're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on grinding. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. But practice makes perfect. You know what I'm saying? Experience is the best teacher. I'm over here grinding. I'm grinding, baby. I'm making it to ESPN. Nothing is getting in my way. Nothing is getting in our way. Nothing is getting in the way of this voice. Nothing is going to silence me. Nothing is going to stop me. I'm just going to keep going. Remain resilient. Fight through the adversity, remain humble, remain hungry, and we're just going to keep working, guys. We're going to keep working, keep working, we're going to be prioritized, we're going to be focused, and we're going to be committed. And we're going to be the best dang gone podcast in the history of podcasts. Marcos is out. Sports with Jesus, sports with Jesus concludes. Jesus out.